Well, good morning. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, we have a very special guest. You know, we brought in real estate brokers, real estate agents. We brought in industry leaders, CEOs of companies. Um, we brought in uh, people from Disney, um, all kinds of things. But we have never had an interior designer like we have now. So, and now, by way of New York, New York, she is the host of the HGTV show, One Week to Sell. She's one of the most sought-after interior designers in New York. She's been on The Real Deal, The New York Post, InStyle Magazine, to name a few. She's the founder of Taylor Spellman, New York. She was named as one of Forbes' recession-born entrepreneurs. She has a slogan, every home has a story. We help you tell it, to love it, or sell it. She is a sister, daughter, a friend, and likes pizza when no one else is looking. Please stand up and make some noise for the incomparable Taylor Spellman. <laughs> that was the best intro I've ever had in my life. Thank you for that. I aim to please. Good morning. Yeah, that's a great way to start the day. <laughs> it is. It's a little energy on um, on this uh, beautiful Tuesday. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, New York is just, you know, we were talking off air about you know, how special New York is because, you know, you have all the, the fashion designers and, and the uh, performing arts and, and everything is just, it just brings a ton of energy um, that New York brings. And, you know, through the pandemic, it really, um, you know, kind of lost its luster. And now it's all of a sudden coming back. Tell us a little bit about how, you know, New York has kind of navigated a little bit of the pandemic uh, from your purpose. Yeah. I mean, I remember uh, before the pandemic really hit, someone asked me, you know, how do you think this will affect you and your business? And I was like, well, I mean, it's New York. It, it won't affect me, you know? Uh, so that was a real education because obviously none of us knew just what was coming and the, the ramifications of what was coming. Uh, I feel like it was a really scary time for a while there with the market because everybody vacated the city and the fact that it has bounced back in the way that it has is very it's very new york you know it's like <laughs> even in the worst of times i mean i moved to new york uh a couple of days before 9 11 hit so my experience has always been you know kind of going through the ups and the downs but that is one of the the many amazing things about new york uh, our ability to bounce back yeah, you know, it's it's almost like if you had a symbol, uh, New York would give you the middle finger every time uh, something like this uh, happens. Like we got this. <laughs> yeah, or or just in line at the grocery store. Like no matter what, that's that's. Symbol. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You know, you um you have an amazing show called One Week to Sell. Um, you know, or you're you're the host of One Week to Sell, and um, you know, I was watching you know a lot of clips and and um and. I think it's really, really well done. Tell us a little bit of how either that idea came up um, or how you were um, uh, approached to host it. Right. So I had done a show. Uh, I did a lot of stuff for Million Dollar Listing with Ryan Serhant on Bravo. And then I had another show on Bravo um, called Yours, Mine, or Ours. And so I had just kind of been in the mix for a while. And HGTV approached me and, and said, you know, if you were to have a show, what would your idea be? And I had thought about my parents who could not sell their own home. And they had had it on the market for over two years and they, they just couldn't sell it and couldn't figure out what the problem was. 
So I came in and I said, all right, guys, like I, I'm not good at much, but I'm good at knowing how to design a home for sale. So let me just try it out myself. Just do what I say and let's see what happens. And it ended up selling in one week. And so that's kind of what gave me the seed to think about, you know, how could I help other people uh, who are probably in the same situation? You know, when you're looking at your own home, it's hard to discern what the issue is. Whereas I feel like when an outsider comes in, they can, it's a little easier to look at it and say, okay, yeah, here's what the problem is. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I always, you know, when I go to sell my homes, I always rep, you know, have an agent represent me, um, even though I'm an agent because you're, you become emotionally attached and, you know, usually you lose deals or, or get taken advantage of exactly um, based on not having that, that, that person, the professional that really uh, has your best interest. Right. The, um, you know, as far as interior design and well, you know, we really haven't had, um, I don't know, like in South Florida, right? So the real estate market's really hot. New York's um, uh, market is starting to come back and, and, and be hot as well. Um, and when you're looking at the market, you know, we haven't had, we haven't needed as much the interior design, even though it maximizes um, your, uh, your, your profit and your purchase price. Um, tell us a little bit about like, you know, because we're going to get into this market where I think it's going to slow down a little bit and we're going to need a little bit of um, tweaking and things, making it show nice. Um, because all, the only listings on the market right now that are, are, are staying on the market are the ones that aren't, you know, don't look so nice. Done well. <laughs> right, right. Right. Um, I think that was a, to a degree, a misconception that that people were saying to me, well, since everything is just flying off the shelves, we, you don't need somebody to come in and, and do anything to it because everything is selling. And obviously there was a, a short period of time where that kind of was the case. But I think any, I think if we know anything about the real estate market, it is that being cocky about what we know is not a smart way to operate, you know, because at any given point in time, the rug's going to be pulled out and things are going to shift. And that's what we're seeing here. I think there was that little bubble where, yeah, don't worry about it. It'll sell no matter what. And then it became, all right, everyone's actually just becoming overall uh, savvier. So that when they see something that looks terrible and you kind of walk in there and think, I don't need to do anything. I can leave it like, like this and it looks like crap and uh, I'm going to charge top, top dollar people are savvy enough to think, well, no, you know, you still want to feel good about what, what you're, you're purchasing. So we've still been brought in on a ton of projects because everything needs to look absolutely amazing because there is so much activity. So are you, is your main, um, you know, your interior design firm, are, is it focused on developers? Is it focused on, you know, one-offs, you know, homeowner, homeowner, um, tell us a little bit about your business. Yeah. So we basically split everything 50, 50. So half of the firm focuses on interior design and then the other half focuses on staging. Um, because really they're two very different ways of operating. Interior design is about the person who lives in the space currently and how do, how does, how do, how do you and your family live and what works for you guys? And, you know, we bring that, that sensibility to the home. The staging firm 
side is all about how do we like really, really quickly turn this space around for the potential buyer. And those are two different ways of operating from, and they're also certainly two different timeframes. So uh, from the staging side, yes, we have relationships with all of the major developers in the city and outside the city. And then we also work with uh, the top brokers who will call and say, you know, I have this one place in Tribeca and it's, it's good, but it's not where it needs to be in order for us to put the price tag on it that we want. Can you come in and we'll do that one off for sure. So for those that are listening, you know, um, and, and they're looking at their house and they're saying, you know, I need something. I don't know what it needs. I mean, obviously they should hire a professional, um, but, um, you know, maybe some uh, interior design tips. You know, I know you um, you, sp- you spoke um, in your show about, um, you know, stretching that dollar and, and such and, and giving that yeah. maybe luxury appeal you know, without the crazy luxury price that some of these uh, New York apartments have. Right. And that's a tricky thing because it's, it's a really hard pill to swallow when you're trying to offload your home, you're trying to sell it, you're trying to get rid of that uh, cost and get money from it. So when we come in and say, okay, great, that sounds good, but can you put in 20 grand before you go? No one really wants to have that conversation. Uh, sometimes it's very necessary, obviously. That said, there are certain things you can do yourself at your own home, uh, for sure. I mean, the, the one that's very obvious that everyone kind of knows about is kind of taking away personal affects. If you have a huge piece of art with your family, uh, and all of you guys are sitting on a sand dune wearing a white button-down shirt and everyone knows this photo and it's in your living room, take that down. No one wants to see it. No offense to you but that's not what the potential buyer wants to see. Um, And then there's less obvious things. Like one thing that we always talk about is uh, bringing in all white bedding, especially to the primary bedroom. You know, people just want to see the space and they want to envision themselves in their own oasis. And if all the bedding is white and clean and fresh and new, that really helps the buyer imagine themselves there people get really caught up and well, I like it this way. And I like this floral pattern. It's like, you know, no one cares what you like. That's the point. Now we're in a new, we're in a new space. This is not (laughs) about what you like. This is about what the potential buyer is going to like. And that is primarily based around envisioning themselves in the space. Um, Another great kind of quick trick that people struggle with because you know, you've put in your own time and energy and say the like deep maroon color in your dining room and you loved it and it was great and, and so on and so forth. But that literally is a, a blocker for people because they're thinking, well, I don't really like that color and I don't know what I would do. And for whatever reason, so many people struggle with the concept of, well, I could just paint it myself and it's easy. So you can take that into your hands and do that yourself very quickly and in an affordable fashion so that you don't give the potential buyer any of these roadblocks, any of these things to think about that they don't need to think about. They just need to walk in the space, see the space for what it is, see the square footage, get excited about it and think of themselves there. And also to finish out that point, I think the common thought is that white paint everywhere is good, but in actuality, a light gray or a light tan is a better fit 
uh, most of the time. You know, and, and the funny thing is, is yeah, most people go with the, you know, the, um, the sterile hospital, right. <laughs> white, right. you know, on everything and that all, because, you know, sometimes it makes it look, uh, you know, nicer, cleaner, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, um, you know, having a little warmth, uh, does, does go a long way. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, cause we have very similar, you know, um, well, we have similar objectives, right? Um, as a real estate broker, you know, I want to make sure that I, I can get the uh, most amount of money in the least amount of time. Um, and the best way to do that is to hire a stager or you know, hire an interior designer. Um, you know, if they're deciding whether to stay or, or, or sell, um, you know, what goes into the process? Because, you know, you did mention that, you know, hey, it might be $20,000 upfront cost or those kind of things. And I know all um, interior design firms are different um, in the sense of their pricing structures and such like that. But, uh, you know, how? why would a real estate broker or why should a real estate broker uh, engage in a um, in a uh, interior designer or stager? Yeah, I mean, I think that it really all comes down to ROI we will literally talk to a broker or a potential client and say, it doesn't make sense for you to put more than $5,000 into this. It doesn't make sense for you to put more than $30,000 into this because of what the return on your investment is going to be. Um, but that math is very available to all of us, you know, and um, in New York city, it's a little bit different. I mean, even in South Florida, but um when you can look at your comps and you can see around you, uh, all right, this particular unit in my same building or this particular home on my same street sold for X, but I can see that that's because they redid their kitchen. Or I can see it's because they took the time to rip up all the wall-to-wall carpeting and get that step out of the way. And therefore they could then uh, you know, mark up the home accordingly. So I think that studying your comps and studying everything you're seeing around you and figuring out, okay, is it worthwhile to put in this, this elbow grease or not? And we always are very honest with that, with the client about that as well, because sure, we'll take your money and make it look amazing. But the only reason why you would ever do it is so that you can meet the market where you think you can meet it. Sure. And, you know, you know, you look at it and, you know, New York is this glamorous place and you, you look at these beautiful, you know, multi-million dollar um, apartments and, and you come into South Florida and you look at Miami and they have all these luxurious uh, apartments and condos on the beach and, um, and, and such. But for that, you know, that homeowner, uh, you know, has a single family home yeah. who's got the maroon wall, you know, and, and such. You know, do you have any things that, um, you know, maybe um, instead of because a lot of people are deciding that, you know what, I can sell but you know, and get a lot of money and more money than I ever dreamed of uh, for my house. But where am I going to go? Right. So a lot of people are staying in their homes and, right. you know, maybe maybe more, you know, if you have some more um, interior design tips, you know, for those that are actually going to stay in their homes. Right. I think we talk with a lot of clients about that. So they're thinking, all right, well, I'm not sure exactly if I stay or go or what's going on. And then once they do, uh, you know, a good amount of research, they realize, actually, I have it pretty good where I am. Um, 
So as far as that goes, if you've done that work and you realized, okay, this is a great spot that I have. One of the biggest things that we then talk about is, is there any room for rearranging the floor plan? And I think that people are super invested in their own spaces, but they get very excited about the idea of reimagining what they have. Therefore, you kind of get the best of both worlds. You get to stay with the neighborhood or the friends or the the school system that you're familiar with. But at the same time, all of a sudden you've knocked down two walls and you have this amazing open concept kitchen, dining, living space that you hadn't seen before. And now you are, you know, feeling like you're walking into a new space. Um, And then basements are another thing we do a lot of work on uh, once somebody has realized, okay, yeah, I can stay here. And then reimagine the basement and everyone's all of a sudden super excited because you don't really know where your kids are. You just know that they're somewhere in the basement safe. And that's always <laughs> a good feeling. <laughs> Unless you, you put on a uh, double bolted uh, lock and keep them down there. which That uh, might be a good feeling uh, but too. I, you Depends know, I know nothing asked. about basements, but that sounds like a pretty good idea, I got to say. I got three girls, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, you always want what you don't have. Right. So yeah. when you go into New York or, or the Northeast, um, I remember going into basements and I'm like, wow, this is the best thing ever. You know, right. it's you like could, a whole another like, house down there. Yeah. And it's like, you could just, you know, you, your parents would have nothing to say. Like you could yeah. just, you know, just, you know, whatever, you know, run wild, I guess. Right. <laughs> it's very cool. So, um, I always, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm always interested in the, you know, the reality TV show part of it, right? We kind of sensationalize what real estate is and what interior design is and, and such. And, you know, sometimes we make it look a, a lot easier than it may be. Um, yeah. you know, you know, tell us a little bit about the actual, um, the show, and, um, you know, the production part, because right. I think like people don't realize how complicated and how hard and how much you have, how much time and effort goes into those, uh, yeah. the, the one show. <laughs> right. It all, everyone would always would be like, wow, was that so much fun? And I'm like, <laughs> fun isn't actually the word for it. It is grueling work. Uh, but the product looks super fun. And that's, I guess what we're going for here. Um, yeah, so I shoot the show with, um, it's actually my best friend from childhood. She has worked for me for years and years and years. And we were best friends before Girl Scouts. It's like called like Daisy Scouts or something like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so we have been best friends forever. And we kind of, she ended up jumping in and working with me because I had just called her so much at her job. And she was like, I'm, I'm really should be getting paid by you at this point because I'm at my job, but I'm only talking strategy with you. So she came on board and we kind of took everything to the next level. And, uh, you know, I basically do all the things creative and it was nice to have her kind of in the background managing every single thing, because, you know, for a real life client, Uh, There's so much to manage in a very short period of time, especially when it comes to um, interior design for sale. Because like you said, you're doing what you can for the least amount of money in the shortest amount of time to get the most amount of money. So it's it's kind of counterintuitive in a way. Um, 
so the show really was one week to sell and we really only had one week to get the entire place done and back on the market and then you know ideally sold within the the, the following week so it was really uh really intense to actually have my team and i go in there paint get wallpaper off rip up carpeting and do all of that stuff in the amount of time there was very little sleep and uh luckily minimal fighting and that's one of the things i care about so the um was it successful like i mean i know you know listen i love i love to see everyone successful but not all of them could be successful um even you know putting the the best effort and your best foot forward uh within each home you mean yeah yeah like were you able to sell it you know within a week afterwards and, and such yes we were able to sell almost all of them within a week but if they didn't sell within a week they still sold so that was right. because some of the the homes that they brought me were very very challenging. My mom my mom was like, "Why would they bring you this home? You know, they're they're kind of setting you up for failure." I was like, "Mom, that's the literal point of the show. If I can't right. do it, no one can." So, right. um we were quite pleased that in the end no matter what, they all did sell. That's awesome. Well, uh yeah. thank you. So, I always end the show on on two questions. And I, um I don't know if you watch streaming series but uh, um, what's your favorite all-time streaming series, like on Netflix, Hulu, whatever? And um, and what are you currently watching? So let's see. I only got into television watching within the past probably two years. And the pandemic has, has taught me how awesome it is to watch television. So I would say <laughs> the first one I've been watching, I have a very, very good friend of mine from college who is uh, starring on season three of you on Netflix. So I started watching season three because she's starring in it. And it was so good that then I went back and I watched season one and season two. So that's that's been my, my new addiction and it's super fun to watch. And then um, Yellowstone, does that count as streaming? Yellowstone is the other one that I've been obsessed with. Oh, and then succession because that's, I I love Succession. I mean, not not as many people know about it. I think, yeah. But um, I mean that new series, that new season was just awesome. I don't know if you've seen the whole thing, but I've seen um, every single one. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, and I I love that because um, I'm in the business with my father, so mm-hmm. um, you know, I look at it and I look at the personalities, and you know, fortunate, unfortunately, uh, we yes, exactly for better similar or worse. personalities. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. uh, it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting to see the dynamics. So yeah, well, uh, Taylor, thank you so very much. How can we find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, www.taylorspellman.com. Okay. You can find me on Instagram at Taylor. I think it's underscore Spellman. Um, oh. and then yeah, from there, you can, or just Google me, and you'll just find out pretty much everything. <laughs> so yeah we um i googled you you know and uh, i i looked around you know but uh i was only able to say see little parts the parts that you probably wanted everyone to see so that's true <laughs> i don't do much personalized stuff which is probably smart probably too boring for the public anyway so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh thank you so very much i really appreciate you coming on um do you have a, another show coming up um or is it still airing So uh, right now we're streaming one week to sell on Discovery Plus. So you can see it there. 
And then we're simultaneously working on a bunch of new projects that are in the works. So soon enough, you guys will all know what those are. And I'm super excited about them. Awesome. Thank you, Taylor. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We have a lot to be yes. uh, thankful for. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really nice to actually have people come over this Thanksgiving. Exactly. You know, um, and hug. And... Last Thanksgiving, I don't think anyone wanted to do Thanksgiving. It was weird. Right. <laughs> We're in a but, little um, bit of a better place. So let's all be grateful yeah. for that. Yep. Everyone stay safe and be well. And uh, thank you very much again for coming on Breakfast for with the Broker me. every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Thanks so much.